0: This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. With that out of the way, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we collect Pokemon cards and other nerdy things, like damn adults. I am your host, Jess, and thank you so much for being here. Being a collector is great. Collecting is fun. I love collecting, but sometimes we fall into a trap where, or should I say more specifically, me, I, use being a collector as a justification for sometimes spending too much money on this stuff. Seriously. Before you blast me though, just let me explain. We justify spending so much on collectibles by saying things like, well, I love this stuff or I think I can double my money and sell this in a few years from now just by buying it now. If I don't buy this right now, I believe I'm missing out in the future. Now, we're adults. Obviously, we spend our money how we see fit, but also we must be cautious about how we spend it because the spending adds up and we might be kicking ourselves at the end of the year for putting too much money into it. After I spent some time doing some financial planning for myself and analyzing my spending for 2021, over the past month or so, I've been having a conversation with myself that I think I'm ready to start having with other collectors and the community at large so here are just some of my thoughts on spending money on buying the things we love and if we don't watch ourselves i think i'm of the opinion that it will become a trap So let's be honest here. It's way too easy to overspend in the hobby for a number of reasons. And for me, these are just some of the few that really stick out. So for example, feeling FOMO when we see people on social media posting their badass cards, blindly listening to what other people have to say about what we should buy, rather than putting in the work ourselves to find out if that advice works for our situation. Emotionally spending because it feels good to buy stuff and sometimes it helps us when we're in an emotional rut. So rather than addressing that emotional problem that we might be having, we instead spend money on something we don't need, you know, spending money on a luxury item. But then also as collectors, we just love to collect things. So, you know, in order to collect things, sometimes you gotta buy it. So we spend a lot of money. Like I said before though, sometimes we use poor excuses to justify purchases we just shouldn't be making because it's maybe more prudent to either save that money up put that money in a traditional retirement fund maybe we don't really care for the item as much as we realize or maybe we should be spending that money somewhere else on something more important in life something i realized in 2021 i wasn't doing a good job of putting my money into perspective and looking at the bigger picture i got a new job which came with a promotion and last year I didn't spend the time I needed to in order to financially plan for that new income. You could say I fell victim to lifestyle creep and that's something that happens to many of us who have gotten promotions or maybe we're making more money, you know, now than we had previously had before. Lifestyle creep is something that happens and it's something to be aware of. This promotion that I got made me vulnerable to buying things I could have been a bit more strategic about buying so take for example my PSA 9 holofoil black knight i absolutely do not regret that purchase but i do wish i planned it a little bit better i wish i spent a little bit more time in the market looking I wish I spent a little bit more time being patient and seeing when a good time is to jump. And I also wish I spent a little bit more time putting a budget down for that item, saying, hey, I'm not going to, you know, pass this amount because I could have gotten it for cheaper, hundreds of dollars cheaper, you know. So, I mean, it is what it is, lesson learned, but that's just one example for me, at least. Now, To me, it becomes overspending when we aren't able to make the financial moves in other areas of life that we need to because we've tied up all of our money in our personal collections. This includes but isn't limited to Not having emergency savings to cover unforeseen expenses like medical bills or car repairs. Holding off on making big life purchases like buying property. Not contributing to traditional retirement accounts or savings accounts habitually. Collecting is fun, but let's be real. For the average collector, this is secondary compared to probably everything else in life. I mean, honestly, that probably applies to everyone. We need to make sure that we're putting the collecting part of our lives inside of a well-managed box where we feel fulfilled as collectors, while also not letting our collecting habits hold us back in other areas of our lives. In my opinion, I don't think there's any justification for buying this stuff if we aren't already financially stable. And this doesn't just mean we're not living paycheck to paycheck. This also means we're financially planning for the future with retirement funds or savings accounts. If you're not there yet, your first collecting goal honestly should be to set yourself up so that you're financially stable and secure. This likely is a combination of earning enough while also having financial discipline to not spend money you don't have or go over budget. So if you haven't already, do what I did. Reflect on 2021, get a rough estimate on how much you spent in the card hobby. Now that you have that number, look back on this money that you've spent and ask yourself some questions. Were you unable to make important purchases throughout the year because of it? Were you unable to cover any unexpected expenses? In hindsight, would you have made that purchase again? Or would you rather have put it into something else? Did you buy certain things out of FOMO or to flex? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think we can confidently say that you overspent. And coming to this realization is good because now you can do something about it to make it better. So if you are like me and you overspent last year, I have a few ideas on how to move forward in 2022. Now, before I get into the nitty gritty of what you can do in 2022 to foster a healthy financial relationship with your personal collection, I want to take a step back to say this. You can't just have collecting goals, you also need to set financial goals. Spend some time doing some personal financial planning, and determine how much you're willing to put into your PC over the next year and stick to that budget. Collecting only plays a certain portion role in our lives, so we need to make sure that our money is going where we want it to first in the long scheme of things, and This will honestly take some discipline to stick to it. Discipline is a muscle, so in order to build and foster it, we need to work it out like a muscle. But the one thing to remember when it comes to building discipline is that it's not about the work that we do, but it's really about the consistency of our work. In other words, it's really about showing up every single time. It's great that we stayed within our budget for January and February, but were we able to stay consistent throughout the entire year? If not, why weren't we able to? And if we weren't able to, what are some things that we can do to help us stick to it and build a system around it? So if you're new to building discipline, I highly suggest Atomic Habits by James Clear. I've been applying his principles for habit forming for about, I don't know, for two plus years. And I have to admit, it's absolutely changed my life. I highly recommend it. If you're not necessarily new to building discipline, what's really nice is discipline in one area is transferable to other ones. So take, for example, something that's commonly said within entrepreneurial circles. If you want to learn how to build a business, learn how to get fit first. And that statement Has always stuck with me just because getting fit in some aspects is the exact same way to build a business. It takes a lot of work and even more consistency. So, to kind of explain, when you go through the process of getting fit, you learn that you need to readjust your expectations, or you realize that practice makes progress and that the fitness regimen you actually follow is always 10 times better than the perfect regimen that you don't keep. So that's just some food for thought, but to give you some real tangible steps now to actually getting your collecting life in order if it needs to be kind of put in order, here's what I did and how I plan to execute my plans for this year. Financially plan for 2022 and determine how much you want to spend on your collection for the entire year. Create a list of things that you're chasing for this year and be specific. So, for example, I'm chasing, you know, PSA 9, Shadowless Master Set, a Series 1 Holofoil Master Set, buying Shadowless packs, buying a few America Chavez comics, and then make sure that I have money to just buy whatever new TCG sets I want to over the year. So, specifically, I'm planning to buy into Kamigawa, MTG set, and the Fortnite and Street Fighter Secret Layers, And just as a note for when when I set, for me personally, when I set collecting goals, if I don't collect the entire master set by the end of the year, I'm completely okay with this, emotionally and realistically, just because I definitely do not try to rush it. I wait for the right situations. And if that right situation doesn't come in a year, that it is what it is. It might just take me a few years. So I see it more as something to shoot for rather than something I commit to getting done. But I do, however, try to stay really focused and try to stay within those lanes. So once you've you know, set your goal, once you've set your budget, come up with a system that also supports you to sticking to your goals. So for me, since my goal is to not put any money into my PC, it's about having a list, for example, of items in my collection that I'm willing to trade or sell for new things. This makes it less of a burden because I've already decided or figured out what I don't mind getting rid of so that I can have money saved up for, you know, certain things like the Fortnite secret so for example. Now, for someone who might be new to financial planning and budgeting, that might mean coming up with a budgeting system and building the discipline of reviewing it and keeping it up to date each week. So if you want to explore, you know, systems and building systems to support your goals, I would suggest picking up the Atomic Habits book that I mentioned earlier. I think it can really help you with building a system that works for you. So I would definitely check that out. Because you know the kicker here is building a system that works for you. You can't necessarily take other people's systems and think that they will also work. You can try them and see what happens, but ultimately you have to cater it to you. One thing I will warn against is going to extreme too quickly without having the discipline to execute. I've done this a number of times in my life, but one example I can give about myself is when I started learning about Ava Ramsey's financial system. And I started trying to apply his steps about three or four years ago. I'm not going to discuss getting into the specifics of whether his system is good or bad. But what I will say is when it comes to his steps, I completely failed. And I'll tell you why. He wants you to go extreme. And I went too extreme. I went his extreme and you know, I didn't leave myself with a dime of any spending money, but each and every month I was falling behind on my projections. I wasn't paying my student loans off as quickly as I wanted to. I wasn't paying them off as aggressively as I wanted to and I was trying to figure out, okay, well, what's going on? For me personally, it was, I was constricting myself too much. And so by constricting myself too much with having zero spending money, To buy things that I needed or that I wanted. You know, the constant failure just each month didn't help me stay focused on my financial goals. And, you know, though I was making some progress, it still didn't feel like progress because I wasn't making perfect progress. So, what you don't want to do for yourself is set yourself up for failure because your goals are too strict, but also sometimes you don't realize that your goals are too strict. So you kind of just have to try it out and see what happens. So if you find that you're not sticking to your goals, maybe you need to take a step back and do a little less so that you will just be more consistent. And really that's the key to it is taking a step back, doing a little bit less, but focusing on being consistent. For me, what I had to do is I just had to make sure that I put spending money in my budget each month. Like that's what I was going to be, and it was okay. So, whatever money I had left to put towards my student loans, that's what I did. And, you know, I wasn't going to pay them off as fast as I could, but I prioritized keeping a steady pace rather than keeping a sprint speed. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you want to, you know, kind of make that shift in your mind. And sometimes you can only make that shift in your mind by just doing it and just doing it and just trying and just doing. So when I did that, I, you know, I was able to knock off, I don't know if this is too personal, but I was able to knock off, you know, $30,000 of my student loan bill. So, you know, I still have a balance. Because I lent a lot, I borrowed a lot. But I mean, you know, even still, you know, I'm on a steady path and I feel confident that at the end of my plan, at the end of this, I will be good to go and I will be even more financially set. So, you know, it's just about keeping steady. But at the end of the day, leveling up as a collector, to me at least, means being smart and being deliberate about what I collect along with having the discipline to execute. So, Are you disciplined enough to stick to your budget that you set every month consistently? Are you disciplined enough to not make impulse buys on a whim? Are you disciplined enough to take a step back before defaulting into buying something? Do you consider trying to make a trade or selling something that you own before you buy the item in question? Are you disciplined enough to be patient? These are all things that we need to work on over time and finding the smallest thing we can do that helps us stay on that path. Even if it's only taking a step a day, it's much better than sprinting a hundred yards off the path and having to walk a hundred yards back, you know, to hop back on. But even if we do stray off the path, as long as we consistently come back and try something new to help us stay, stay focused, stay on the path, the more disciplined and the more deliberate of collectors we become. So I hope this helps. This feels very self-helpy today, but I really do hope this helped. And if you have anything to add to the conversation, I want to hear from you. So let's get a conversation going. Thank you so much if you made it this far and have a great one.